Hello, welcome to Arcade Couch, the best place to show your friends get your gaming goodness each and every Monday. My name's Dylan White. Join me on the couch by himself this week, Ashley Hobley. Hey, Dylan, excited to be here on the couch by myself. Hi there. I mean, I mean, I just have to go one on one, you know. Mm. Can't never team do up that. With Kieran on you. Yes. Yeah, no, never have to do a podcast. Or we can't team up on Kieran about you know how bad it is. Was def- always going to come out this year. And you were always. Uh, I was always on board. He was always on board. That's right. Yeah. You're a huge fan. No, you're going to pick. You're going to pick up Bayonetta One. It's coming out physical edition at EB Games. You have to pre-order it. EB Games exclusive. You're grabbing that, right? No, I think I missed it. Oh damn! What a shame. Yeah. If someone can hook Ash up, he'll uh, pay double price. He's a huge fan. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's fine. I know the fan. There's no scalpers out there. You know, it's all diehard fans. And I don't want to take oh, it away okay. from anybody. You know what I mean? That's nice of you, real nice. It is. Um, this week on the show, we're going to talk about uh, Marvel Snap later because obsessed everyone here. Uh, because office, it turns out we're office. wrong. Are we? Okay, we'll talk about that. Uh, Pokemon Unite, because we played that this week as well. Uh, and then a few stories to go over. Uh, Grand Theft Auto 6, first like, stories about that. MetaQuest gets a huge price hike. Uh, Star Wars game may be cancelled. Annapurna Interactive had their showcase this week. But first, uh, a review and a preview. So, uh, Endling Extinction is Forever review went up by Will. Uh, he said, why did I scroll to the bottom before this? Uh, overall, my time with Endling Extinction is Forever is ultimately an emotional experience that can, that can fairly be praised as an example of why games are art. He gave it an 8.5. Big words. Um, so if you don't remember this game, well, you don't, it showed up in a few, um, I think it was yeah, in a Switch places. thing at once, Indie Showcase, a few other little bits and bobs. Anyway, yeah. you play as a fox. It looks cute, but unfortunately the game is about the foxes dying, so. It's a... It's, it's a survival shit. fox game. That's a genre. Yeah. I think. Um, I want to play it. I've, I've, I was keen for it ever since the trailer, so hopefully I'll get around to um, it at some point later this year. But yeah, the the key thing that Will talks about in his review is how you got this sort of um, this element where there's like a hunter and you're sort of following in his tracks and people like that and you're on this journey with the, the foxes and you got to try and keep the cubs alive and you make choices and um, so on and so forth. Uh, really interesting. I like the art style. Looks cute. Looks fun. There was a particular screenshot or screen grab he had provided that I thought was quite cute for the review. So, um, looks good. If you like cute little foxes and, um, maybe if I accidentally killed all my cubs, I would just throw the game out the window, you know? Cause I don't, I don't want any part of that. I, I want them all to live. I don't want them to die. You don't want to live in a world in which they all die. No, that's, that's disgusting. That's absolutely horrible. Uh, something I have That's played, why there's though. a restopper. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I mean, yeah, you're right, but no. Uh, something I have played this week, oh, last week even, uh, Rollerdrome. So I read up a preview for this. This is, of course, coming to uh, PC and PlayStation 4 and 5. Well, at least 5, but I can't remember if it was 4 and 5. Anyway, uh, it's from Roll7, the developers of Oli Oli World. It is really cool. Like, so this showed up in a state of play first, I think. Right? Was it Devolver? Or was it Devolver? No, surely not. No. It's not Devolver published. I think it was a state of play. (laughs) It was a state of play. Um, It's really cool, distinctive, like, sort of comic book art style. Um, Most easily, I think, what game did I shout out my review that looks most? I've forgotten now, but 
or so. Um, visually, it looks most like... Oh, Sable, that was it. You know, that one that came out on Xbox. Like, mm. um, if you're looking for like a game that it probably does look like, that's going to be the one. Um, Gameplay-wise, it's a mix of... I described <laughs> um, Tony Hawk, which is obviously the game most people know, and then Wet, which is a 2019 action game. That may or may not make sense for a lot of people. But that game was like all about combat-based combo shooting while going to slow motion um, and getting high scores and stuff like that. So um, it's like that cross of Tony Hawk. But so you enter these arenas. Uh, there is a story, and it's like a little bit of an interesting one based on what I played, where like it's obviously set in this world where you've got this big corporation running this, you know, this competition and people want to do it to raise money. There's uh, the, at the start of like the first level, you can actually walk around in this room, a la like a walking simulator, and like pick stuff up and read it and stuff like that. And then when you walk out of the locker room, it switches to third person as you're like skating forward. Um, but in any of the levels, when you so you don't actually ever have to press forward or anything like that. So you pr- you press forward once, character starts skating forward. You then just control their direction. Um, and then you, you can just focus on either doing tricks, locking on the characters, shooting on them, all these sorts of things. Uh, each level has a, much like Tony Hawk or the original Tony Hawk games, has a selection of, um, what do you call it? Uh, challenges, like uh, level completion things, you know, like get this score, get this score, uh, collect all three, whatever. It's not skate, but, you know, like something, collect all five of whatever this game's variation of, of that is in a, in a run. And you don't have to do everything in one run, similar to even the other game, Oli Oli World, which has, of course, challenge levels two, or Oli Oli 2, 1, Oli Oli World, whatever. Um, they you, you can, like, just focus on getting the, say, $500,000, uh, $500,000, 500,000 score, and then you can come back, replay the level, uh, and you could do, like, you could just do one challenge per run. You don't have to do them all in one. That's not a, not a thing. Um... But the the main focus here, especially as you're like trying to, so to clear a level to finish it, you do have to survive. You have to not like die. Uh, there are enemies shooting you uh, and you have to kill all the enemies while trying to do what you do. Uh, and you may, the number one thing I think uh, question I had like based off the trailer when it dropped was why are you really doing all these backflips and, and stuff while you're like trying to shoot people? Why wouldn't you just skate along and, you know, it probably makes more sense not to do backflips when you're trying to shoot people. I'm sure it's easier to aim if you're not doing that. Um, so the, the, <laughs> the, the thing is that, so each gun and you unlock more as you, you play forever in the game. Like, for instance, you start with like dual pistols. Um, I think they have like 15 bullets, the dual pistols between them, something like that. I don't know. Uh, and then like your shotgun, which has like, you know, five, six bullets, whatever it is, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, that's the second thing you unlock. Uh, each of them has a certain amount of bullets. To get bullets back in your gun, you have to perform tricks. So that means to get into a good flow and rhythm of the game, you will, even without looking at your bullet count, you will just always be doing flips and tricks over stuff to make sure that you always have ammo. So, and which I, I struggled with, I think at first to sort of grasp. It's one of those things where like your brain is just grasping with like coming to terms with the game or what you're supposed to be supposed to be doing but after playing it for half an hour you're not even thinking you you know you're going over jump without thinking you're you're holding r1 i'm playing on playstation obviously uh, playing on playstation you'd be holding r1 as you go over jump release a certain i think it's like square x or whatever like you can release it to to do a jump as you come over it to launch high hold r1 pull back on the trigger left stick you're doing a backflip hold l2 you're auto locking onto someone press l1 go into slow-mo r2 bang 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 release finish trick you know, like you, you're doing it without thinking it. So, um, I think there's going to be a lot of cool clips that come out of this 
this game and stuff. And for people who like games like uh, Tony Hawk's and, it, of course, Rolls7's other games like Oli Oli One and stuff, who, who like perfecting and, like, trying to get high scores and all these sort of things, I think the game's definitely going to scratch the itch. It uh, has a really cool soundtrack, really cool visual art style and everything. So, yeah, definitely one to uh, keep your eye on if uh, any of the genre bits of this game are sort of tickling your, your fancies, I feel. Uh, is this something you reckon you'd, you'd be interested in trying out? Or? Uh, yeah, I think I'll give it a go. Obviously, uh, PlayStation has like you can play the first two hours trial so or whatever. If you've got premium, uh, PlayStation Plus premium, get a free game trial. So, uh, give it a go. But yeah, it sounds it sounds like they've definitely got a reason to <laughs> be doing all these tricks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that you know, a gameplay reason rather than yeah, it's something that you can do. So why not? Yeah, I think that's an important thing, like making it like gameplay <laughs> reason to do it, other than just do it for the high score. Because then some people yeah. would just be like, "Well, I don't really care about the high score, so like I'll just shoot people." And yeah, then, yeah. I guess that also rules. We were speculating it potentially could be multiplayer, but that kind of rules that out. I would assume. No, no multiplayer. There is a mode that was locked on the home menu that said you had to beat the game first or something. I don't know what that mode is, but I'm gonna say it's definitely not multiplayer. It'd be weird that lock multiplayer behind. Beating the game barrier. or some yeah. weird shit like that, yeah. So no, just uh, just, just like a single a player. Yeah, probably thing. yeah. Um, but yeah, just single player. Um, and again, it's, uh, weirdly or oddly good or in- at least intriguing story elements are hidden in the background uh, as you play. Alright, let's get into the news this week. Let's start with GTA 6. So IGN writes, GTA 6 will reportedly feature first female playable character and new cities over time. As part of a report on Rockstar by Bloomberg, sources close to the studio discuss the new female character who will be Latina. The character will probably be part of a pair of bank robbers in a story influenced by real-life criminals Bonnie and Clyde. Female protagonists have previously only been available as customer characters in GTA Online, never in the game's single-player campaign. Rockstar co-founder Dan Hauser, who has since left the company, previously indicated the company was thinking about a female lead as, back as, as far back as 2013. IGN's updated article said the first Grand Theft Auto game featured female playable characters. This would make the first 3D GTA series to use a female character. Uh, the report also indicates that the launch version of GTA 6 will begin with fictionalized Miami and surrounding areas, presumably a return to Vice City. Uh, but will be updated with new missions and cities on a regular basis. That launch version apparently has already includes more interior locations than any GTA game previously. Per the report, the game is codenamed Project Americas due to its original plan to include huge territories based on North and South America, a plan that was scrapped in part to reduce crunch for employees. Sources say that developers on the game are skeptical about predictions for a launch between April 2023 and March 2024 due to multiple changes on the team and bottlenecks in production. Some developers are even said to have quit due to a lack of progress on the game recently. Developers on the team reportedly expect the game to be at least two years away and say that no firm release date has been set internally. Um, however, much of the report focuses on progressive changes at Rockstar in recent years, including a more inclusive office, cl- uh, inclusive office culture, a focus on reducing crunch, a removal of abusive managers, con- convert- conversion of contractors into full-time employees, and a restructuring to improve working conditions. Borrell is said to be hired at the company as a result, and one source says Rockstar was a boys' club transformed into a real company. So, um, I think nothing but positive stuff coming out of this Bloomberg story, right? Uh... I mean, primarily, yeah. 
I mean, it's hard to say because obviously it's so far away. It's been so long since we've had a GTA Five like proper game. It's like who knows? Like how many people? And obviously, this is the first one since Dan Houser's left. Mm. So, like, we don't really know who's got, who's writing this game, who's involved in the process. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I don't think it really matters. I don't feel like the writing, like, the, the there was a huge writing team. I don't know how many people, yeah. there. like, it's not one person. Are still writing. involved? Like, yeah. yeah. It's like, I saw somebody complaining, like, oh, obviously they haven't been very kind to women in the previous GTA games. Yeah. But how many people from those games are still at Rockstar? At not a lot, based on Bloomberg yeah. and the years. So you know, if years, if yeah. every single person who was part of those games is not there anymore, is it still the same? It's whole Theseus ship thing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't feel like the 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 GTA formula hasn't changed that much in the three D entries, right? They just updated a little bit. They add a few new things, like the whole multiple characters in the last one was probably the key thing. But still, it was just GTA at a core. But you could switch between the characters, right? Mm-hmm. Then they add the There's def- still going to be some sort of criminal. Yeah, like there's always like element. key things. So I feel like to a degree it's like GTA is such a, a big beast that most people could come in and like, you know, they don't need full-on direction to like everyone knows what a GTA game should probably look and feel like to a degree. It, it's kind of weird. It's like we know the main character is going to be like a bad, like someone who's into criminal yeah. activities and that kind of stuff. People are like, we want the first ever Latino <laughs> person in this role. We want a first female lead. You know? I don't know. It seems weird to want people to be. Women can be bad guys, too, can do criminal activities too. You know what I mean? I mean, I think people just wanted a female character. I didn't know if they had to be uh, Latina. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was added. I, I mean, maybe the Miami setting is why. I don't know. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I've seen the Latino thing around, so. Um, but yeah, everything about the company is sounding good, too. Like, obviously, Bloomberg's been covering the Rockstar stuff for, for years. They were the, the Jason well, Schreier. Bloomberg could be getting paid off by Rockstar. They've got enough money. They were the people who. Here's, bro- a month, here's half a month's worth of no, I, Rockstar. I Shark Fins. Uh, Jason Schreier is the person who broke the original like sort of stuff years and years ago. So um, obviously he's been covering and keeping tabs on Rockstar for years now. Um, but yeah, everyone there seems to be... The thing is, right, so with all that, oh, the game could be years away. That's the... Unfortunately... It's already been years. So yeah. Like the, the game's already been so long. Who fucking cares at this stage? And the alternative is they go back to crunching and you get the game sooner. <laughs> But at the, you know, degrading the developer's health, right? So we are, we all need to learn to just chill, and by we I mean gamers, I guess. Yeah. Yes. Rockstar are the authors of kind of this eclectic studio that like will take as long as they need to. Now, now that they've made so much money, they could just come back. Well, They're they, the James Camerons of the video. Yeah. Game. Well, they continue to make money. They don't actually need to put out a game. Every time they come, bring out a game, it makes a bunch of money, and then they disappear for ten years. Yeah. Don't make anything. I don't feel like they even need to make GTA Six. Though. They could probably just make GTA Online forever, and they would be good, right? They make oh, they yeah, make absolutely. that much money off it. Don't even need to make another game. No. 
do you reckon there'll be, assuming there is, there'll be GTA Five on PS on PS Six? Yeah. 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 Uh, next one's interesting. Do you reckon they'll combine <laughs> the online modes from Five and Six, or are they going to have to be separate? Um, I don't know. Actually, that's I don't know. I don't. I know that's like the weird Overwatch yeah, Overwatch that's two the thing weird that they're trying to do. Yeah. Uh, next one's from The Verge. Interesting thing that's happening on Steam. Uh, so they write, <gasps> Valve is making a big change to the way developers can market their games on Steam. Beginning September 1st, graphical assets developers use in their store listings will only be able to include game artwork, the game's name, and any official subtitle. Images won't be able to include review scores, award names or logos, text that markets discounts, or text promoting a different product. The new rules could prove to be a drastic shift for some developers as they may rely on reviews or awards on their images in an effort to stand out from the humongous na- uh, number of games available on Steam. Even some developers of well-known games will have to make changes. When writing this article, I saw a promotional the writer wrote, uh, I saw promotional images of Hades and It Takes Two on Steam that featured awards. Uh, Valve's reasoning on their blog post says it's our goal to make it as clear and straightforward as possible for customers to find games to buy and play on Steam. Recently, we've noticed more text, award logos, and even review scores being included by game developers in their graphical asset images. This made us realize our guidelines haven't been as clear as they should be. As a result of not having clearly defined their rules, we've made additions to graphical assets that are creating a confusing and sometimes even inaccurate experience for customers. For example, some game logos themselves have become so small that it's hard for players to tell what the name of the game is. In other cases, graphical asset images are so cluttered with award logos and ratings that is distracting and hard to read. Some capsules include review scores that are no longer accurate. We also see that in most cases, this additional text on assets is presented in English language only, isolating much of Steam audience that doesn't speak English. That last part's a pretty uh, good point, I guess. Um, mm. But yeah, what do, what, do, what do you make of this? Like in a world where vi- I feel like video games and even movies, like obviously posters, promotional assets, like having that uh, that those uh, using reviews and stuff as pr- promos, like that's fairly common. So yeah, how do you feel about how do, how do you feel about it? Um, I don't. I feel like it's going to hurt more the smaller games than like the AAA, you know, ones that are we're always going to get the attention. Like scrolling through De- uh, Steam quickly, then uh, trying to find an example of this. Uh, the only one I came across was Doom Eternal, which has got a, like a bunch of review scores, like Game up on the front. Yeah, like a quote, like one of the best first-person shooters ever, or whatever. Yeah. Um. I guess it makes sense. Like, you want to just make it, you want to be, you want, you know, if you were to walk into a store, I mean, none of, very rarely would you see all this, well, all you, these scores and you stuff. You do, on the and boxes. you used to. I remember Unless that. Unless they release a game of the yeah, year. Yeah, that edition. Arkham City game of the year edition where the entire cover was just scores. <laughs> that's a classic. I mean, you don't see it anymore, but that's because they don't make box games. Yeah, they're like, wait, who cares? Yeah. Who cares? They don't make. They don't restrict it to Game of the Year editions. Mm. They just put out an Ultimate Edition mm. so they could give you all the DLC and not have to win any awards. Um, but I mean, even movies, like Best Picture winner will appear on the front of a DVD box, uh, Academy yeah, Award winning Best Actor, like, but they're usually a lot smaller than game game stuff, I feel. Also, that's on a very quite large box yeah. or DVD case. We're talking about, like, what? Very... Small, the low, 
box. Well, I mean, image. it depends how big your screen is, but <laughs> could be a small image, could be a big. Image. I mean, it's just to like obviously being able to catch people's eyes on like the home screen mm. or like the a store is like important. Um, as long as they still have the option to like put up, hey, we've got new DLC or um, updated, mm. the, like that kind of text, I think that's fine. Um, but yeah, I think for, obviously for smaller devs who are trying to like smaller teams who have done successfully, uh, but maybe like being critically successful, but don't necessarily have the sales numbers, um, it's going to hurt a little bit. Like that's that would be such an easy way to get. Uh, people to at least look at their Steam page. Um, but, you know, I guess some people must have been abusing it for some, you know. Yeah, I mean, I I, I would say, I agree and say that it's going to definitely hurt, like, the best indie game winners at these different places and those sorts of things. Like, it's not going to affect your, your big AAA developers, like your, or even that, like, Batman Arkham City, as we were saying, that's a joke before. That game didn't really need it. But some of the smaller stuff, like... Um, even having any sort of award or even being nominated and being able to put the nomination on your poster definitely helps games stand out from the competition, I feel. So, hmm. and I, I've never really minded as long as it wasn't bullshit. Like, what was it recently I saw? Like, you know how studios, movie studios have started like taking just random people's user reviews off Letterboxd and like putting. <laughs> there was one I saw the other day that was absolutely ridiculous. Like, that's the stuff I'm not down for. Like, don't. Like, it has to be like an actual, like, website or something no you can't take it from you can't take at what's you can't take the you can't take the the user metacritic score no yeah or some random dude on twitter who tweeted at your twitter page it was like your movie's the best and then they're like oh so and so said your movie's the best like you can't just (laughs) yeah don't do that uh the golem games have been announced uh sorry announced uh delayed even it was announced but uh it was announced it was announced now it's delayed um, so, Daily Entertainment announced by Twitter that Lord of the Rings Golden has been delayed by a few months, saying, first of all, we'd like to thank you all for your patience and support so far. Over the last two years, our team has been, last years, sorry, our team has been working hard to bring you a remarkable story in a breathtaking world filled with magic and power. Blah, 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 blah. That being said, in order to deliver the best possible experience, we've decided to push the release of the Lord of the Rings Golden by a few months. We'll update you with an exact timing in the near future. Uh, this is disappointing because, well, I, if anyone was looking forward to it, but also B, the game was going to get, I presume, a help in sales because it was going to launch right alongside the debut episode of The Rings of Power on Prime Video. It was, it was coming out the exact same day. So um, I don't know, like, you know how we talk about the Lord of the Rings, uh, sorry, the um, Last of Us situation with the game. doesn't matter if yeah. it comes out now and the TV show's out months from now. I don't mm. feel like it's the same for this. I feel like this actually launching alongside the TV show would have definitely helped the game. Or maybe the show is going to be such a huge success, there'll be even bigger anticipation hmm. for anything Lord of the Rings related. Yeah. Um, I mean, right off the bat, you know, if it's delayed and they need more time to make it good, hmm. let them do it. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Um, maybe it also helps that they're not next to each other because obviously it might have been jarring like the art style in comparison to the realism of the actual TV series. Yeah. You know. Uh, also, in the subject matter, is definitely not going to involve Gollum or anything. I imagine. I don't, I don't so, think no. Gollum is going to show up in this TV series. No, I don't. Know. Um, I don't think he's quite that old. I don't know. I think he's old. <laughs> he was old, like, but I don't think he's that old. So. No. So. Yeah, I guess we'll we have to wait and I see. Wait a couple of months, whatever that means. 
couple of months for my precious. Yeah. Let's say next year at this point, to be honest. Like, yeah, it will be. Yeah. Probably. I put that shit out in December. Um, but if you're looking forward to Lord of the Rings, make sure to check out our new podcast, the Lord of the Rings Extended Middle Earth oh, Podcast. Cross promotion over here. <laughs> uh, you can find that on all good podcast services by searching for Lord of the Rings Extended or Lord of the Rings Explosion Network. I don't know. Search whatever you want. You should find it on your podcast service of choice. We are currently doing a discussion of each of the Peter Jackson films in the lead up to The Rings of Power, which starts on September 1st. And we'll be talking about it then on that podcast if you want to hear um, Nick, Ash, and Kieran's thoughts on the Lord of the Rings Prime Video series when it launches. Um, MetaQuest 2. So the price is going up and shit's fucked on this. So just a quick <laughs> shout out. Um, I don't know if this helps by the time you listen to it, actually. Uh, no, you're fucked by the time you listen to it. So, But just so you know, you listening to this 6 a.m. Hey, you should have bought this you before. Sh- you should have brought this before. <laughs> but So the price is going up nearly 150 Australian dollars for the MetaQuest 2. Um, 150 bucks. That's that's quite a big increase. Uh, they've said Meta slash Facebook, whatever you want to call them, uh, have said the reasoning is because of the prices of the parts and the shipping and all this stuff. Which look, I I do believe that is like I I don't think it's bullshit, but damn, it sucks. And I know I I also think it's true because it's well known that they were probably take that it's well presumed that they were taking a loss on this. Um. As is. They said that any new headsets that you buy after August 1st will come with a copy of Beat Saber, but I don't think that really makes up for the uh, the cost. So, you're going to run out and buy one of these off Amazon now, sure? <laughs> no. Okay. I mean, yeah, it, can't, it makes sense that the price is going up because everything is going up. Inflation is crazy at the moment. Uh, you know, parts are hard to find. And if Facebook is dumping money into this metaverse idea hmm. uh so they need to make some sort of current like money from it somewhere so you know i guess you know how this affects other <laughs> devices that are coming in the near future even ones that are in the same space um yeah who knows yeah so is this good does, is this good for PSVR or bad for PSVR um i, Whether it's, I don't think it hey, I assume we're going to be closer in price or it's going to be more expensive because they had to put their price up, so we're going to have to... I mean, I don't think it's going to be cheap, but I also presume that Sony, much like the PS5, will just take a loss on the PSVR too. So. They, they ain't trying to make money off that thing. They ain't trying to make money off hardware. Not, not at launch, anyway. They're trying to make money off later. So. Uh, but we shall see. So if you somehow manage to hack into the website and listen to this prior... To Monday when this drops, uh, go buy yourself one now if you want one because you'll save 150 bucks. Uh, Star Wars, so games industry biz right? Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake delayed indefinitely. Um, mm. As reported by Bloomberg, the pause comes after the publisher fired both its art director Jason Miner and design director Brad Prince. The remake remake was announced last year and has been in development for three years so far. The report goes on to say that during June, a demo of Vertical Slice was complete with the intention to show it to Asper's partners, Lucasfilm and Sony. However, the studio leadership told staff that the demo didn't meet the expectations and the title's development was indefinitely halted. A source told Bloomberg that a large amount of time and money went into the Vertical Slice and the game's current direction was unsustainable. Knights of the Old Republic's release schedule also caused conflict as well. 
Two individuals familiar with the remake's development said that Aspire told its employees and partners that it would be released by the end of 2022. They went on to imply that the title may have a target release window for the year of 2025. <laughs> uh, yeah, look. I don't, I don't know what... I can't believe they announced it when they did. I can't believe they thought the shit was going to come out in 2022. I don't, like... I can't believe that that studio was doing such a massive project. I can't believe that it was such a massive project that this small team, and relatively small team, like, in comparison to other stuff, like... Spire Media, who mostly do have done remakes, HD remasters, um, was had to do a vertical slice, which you usually only do for E3 or something because you, you you think the amount of money and time for it is worth the the promotional like the the sort of gain you'll get back on something. I can't believe they had to do something like that. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, what what do you make on the all this? Yeah, bad. Yeah. <laughs> It sounds like, yeah, the studio kind of imploded on itself, like trying to make this happen. Mm. Uh, yeah, this is disappointing because obviously a lot of people were excited about the potential of this game coming out. And uh, who knows what's who knows what's going to happen with it now? Are they going just? Is it going to be cancelled? Is it just done? Mm. Are there is Lucasfilm and Sony going to like try and find somebody else to make it or? Lots of questions. By the way, this is why anytime, oh, what's my top favorite game from the thing? Oh, my favorite thing fr- from it was the Most announcement of, the thing that's of coming out straight away. Jedi, yeah, Knights of the Old Republic uh, remake. It's like you got excited over a teaser show that showed you no gameplay, no, no even like a CJ. Like, come on, this way you don't get so excited. Come on, like, what you should do. Finally, this week in the news. Let's quickly go over Annapurna Interactive's showcase that happened earlier this morning. Um, a few trailers they showed off with announcements. Not going to do a deep dive because I haven't watched a, like it in full, which means I haven't watched any of the developer <laughs> bits, unfortunately, because it was on this morning. I didn't watch it this morning, and then I came straight home after work and recording. So I've watched the trailers, though. So Did you watch the full thing? or I actually did. <laughs> Matt. I did manage to catch, you know, it was only half an hour long, so I mean, yeah. What'd you think? Yeah, solid, you know. Annapurna have their own style of uh, doing things, um, which uh, I appreciate. They, like, go to each of the studios and, like, have little video segments. Um, you know, I think the one that, like, got me was, uh, I can't remember, what was the name of the studio? Um... What they do? What they make? What they, uh, they haven't made anything yet. They're working on a game. Cardboard computer. Yarn called no, Owl something. Uh, Yarn Owl. Yarn Owl. So it's two dudes. One of them was just like creating art for a video game on Twitch, and then you know another guy was in the chat, and like they teamed up, and they had never met before Crazy. until they made this video in oh, person. Really? You know? Yeah. Oh, Santa purposely flew them out to each other. So that's like a documentary. <laughs> that's like a Netflix yeah. series. <laughs> yeah, it could be. But yeah, that's really cool. So uh, yeah, I, lo- I like the art style. I love they do like the map thing where they like go over all the They did the that again like, like last year. They yeah. Like so yeah, as a presentation, it's pretty solid. But uh, games wise, I think it did very, it didn't like blow my socks off like I was hoping it would. Uh, there are definitely some cool games there. 
and cool concepts. Uh, but yeah, I think the best game that that's there we already know about, and like we're all very excited for. So, what's that? Thirsty Suitors. Okay, we'll start with that. So, Thirsty Suitors, uh, straight off of uh, gameplay, uh, it described how the game works a bit more. Do you want to try and explain this? <laughs> For people who, because uh, I don't think we've seen this since last year, have we? Have I missed that? Like, well, it was at Tribeca. Like, oh, that's true. Yes, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. So, pretty hefty presentation mm, yeah, no, there, yeah. I believe. Yeah. So, yeah, good point. Um, do you want to? Yeah. So, how do you explain first to this to someone without just being like? So you play as a young Southeast Asian woman who's uh no. You come as, you play as a young woman who's the daughter of Southeast Asian immigrants, uh, who's going back to her hometown, uh, and having to deal with all her previous, uh, relationships. Uh, and you do that by cooking and skating and other fo- weird forms of combat. Thirsty suitors. Thirsty suitors, yes. Yeah. Including fighting your seven ex thirsty suitors. Yeah. Yes. It's Scott Pilgrim. It is Scott Pilgrim. But like a RPG and narrative. But less fighty. Yes. It's it's Scott Pilgrim with less physical violence. It's Scott Pilgrim, but um Bollywood edition. Bollywood, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah, no, it looks really, really good. I trailer was awesome. Uh definitely doesn't look like anything else. Uh the combat looks They showed ridiculous. more skateboarding in this one. That's true. There's there's a bunch of skateboarding they show off at the start too, so that's really cool. Looks very uh, like pretty hard school skate, like jet set radio. Like you have to get like full on combos and like yeah. jump all over the place. There's a lot of elements to this game. They're like, hey, it's skateboarding, and now it's an RPG yeah. sh- RPG game, and now it's now, a, now it's a now you've, you're going to unlock a combo in which you can get call the the mother of you, the person you're fighting to come help do damage oh. to them. Emotional damage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, ca- I'm keen. Did they have a release date yet? No. No. It's coming to everything. Coming to everything. At some point. From Including Adler. Game Pass. Steam demo's out. Should play that. Steam demo's out. A lot of people are raving about it. Right. You gonna play that? Later? Yeah, if I can find time. Yeah. yeah. That's, always the, that's always the problem. Time. It is always the problem. Time is always the problem. You know, in hindsight, they say everything's 2020. Uh, next game, hindsight. So this is a, I, I mean, I know just like this game's like a, to, to me, this is one of those games you watch a trailer and you just go, this is a game that's going to make you sit there, headphones on and go, man, life is heavy. <laughs> you know, like, because, <laughs> yeah, wow, life is strange. Life, yeah. Um, I don't know if you'd call this a puzzle game as much as like, it looks like it's just a, experience is that yeah i think yeah it seems like it evoking more of their games like what it what is yeah what remains of Edith finch which is in later yeah and that kind of stuff and but like you're doing those things, kind of experience so like, or even um or like even, the last days of something i can't remember well i was gonna it. say even um um what the fuck is that australian game um that we all love uh but then developed the fell apart because he was um, Florence. 
yes, Florence. Uh, sort of to that because like it's a story vi- visual thing that's happening. Uh, very artful. Um, you know, invoking feelings, but all of the actions because the game the game's having switch and mobiles and stuff, but all the actions are very like either just you're pushing a bookshelf apart you're you're wiping down mm. this window like they're all very like simple actions yep. built around a narrative experience so uh, but I, I thought it looked really cool i like these sorts of games especially if they're only like you, you know like a couple hours sort of thing um i'm, I'm keen would uh, august 4th by the way is the yeah so next week yeah uh yeah it looked interesting. Oh, and pc switch pc ios sorry yeah I'm excited to see uh, next one's play. Bounty Star. So this is the mech farm game. Which yeah. I don't think we saw a trailer for last time. They just showed mech a poster. Mech farm bounty hunter game. Yeah. Or well, they had a teaser trailer or something. But I don't recall seeing gameplay last time they showed up. But mm. um, the gameplay was intense. <laughs> like, they yep. were like, this woman's like mech. running a farm. And she's like, man, shit's fucked. I gotta get out there and fix this crap up. Like, and then next second, <laughs> it's like a full on like Gundam. <laughs> like, yeah. Fighting game. I don't, yeah, look. It's it's wild, is what I'll say. <laughs> it, it, it's, it is. It's wild. Like it's it's there's a lot of mech combat. There's a lot of stuff happening, but then also the characters, like what well, the character, I guess, base my building. character, say, like <laughs> uh, yeah, and there's base building or whatever else. So yeah, it, it's a it's a combination of of a lot of things. I'm I'm definitely keen to read about, check more stuff out. It's not coming out till next year, so I will see a bit more and hear a bit more before it releases. But yeah, based on this, are you like this is something I could be into, or are you like no, fuck this. Yeah, there's definitely an element that's like, yeah, this is something I could be into. Um, it depends on the balance, I guess. Probably the easiest way to explain it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we got Outer Wilds. So it's coming to current gen consoles. Uh, presumably, like, I don't think there's anything other than 60 frames per second. Maybe it looks a bit better, I guess. But, uh, but yeah, it's just coming to current gen consoles and you get a free upgrade if you already own it. So cool, cool, cool. Um, again, if you don't know what that game is, very cool. I could not, my head could not handle it. I appreciated it for what it was. I've watched people play it. I've read about it a bunch, but I just, it's just a game that I was like, I can't play this. This is a game I'm bad off appreciating by watching someone else play rather than playing it. Cause I'm just like, mm-hmm. it's still in my head, but really smart game. But uh, yeah, if you like puzzle games and stuff, I definitely would get into that. Um, what remains of Edith Finch is also getting a... Uh, 4K 60. I don't know if there's anything else other than that, but uh, upgrade for PS5, Xbox, current gen console release. Uh, it's out right now. Up, uh, you can upgrade your copy for free. Makes me want to play it again. Kinda. Don't have time. Is the platinum hard? <laughs> I never even got the platinum because I played on PC. Is the thing. So like, but I'm like, oh, I could buy it on PlayStation now. Maybe. Don't know. Or, yeah, maybe. Did you ever play this? No, I didn't. You should play it. I should. It's really good. That's what I hear. It's really good. So if you haven't played What Reminds of Eden Finch, and you don't want to play it because it was this narrative game was you, too slow you, there frames, frames a second. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not really a game you need in 60 frames, to, but sure. It'll help, I guess, a little bit. I don't know. Uh, anyway, cool. Uh, then we got Flock. This looks really cool. This looks... I don't I mean, I don't really fully understand what you're doing, but... so. It's a game which has a cool cutie art style. I think hashtag cuties certified. Okay, I was about to ask, is, do, you, do you think it's cuties? Uh, I'm going hashtag cuties, cuties on this one. We'll give this one hashtag cuties. So you fly around on like a cloud or some shit. Uh, and there's like all these little bird critters and other types of creatures and stuff. And I think you just like sort of 
you collect them and they join like your your herd of creatures flying around. Um, you can fly around with someone else in co-op too. I don't really know what you're doing though. Is my thing. Like, have I missed something? I mean, look, I'm, if I if, think you play as like the bird, there's birds with like really long tails. Yeah, yeah. I think you play as those, and you're trying to collect as many of the smaller birds as possible. Yeah. Is but is, do you reckon the game's just a vibe? Like, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, like I'm fine with that. I'm fine it. if it's just a vibe, but I was just like making sure that it wasn't missing. Yeah, it's a, it's trying to get whoever gets the biggest flock. No, because the thing, uh, the then thing you with compare this flocks. You've got the bigger flock. The thing of this game is, is that so if it's a five, don't laugh at your joke like that. Come on, if if it's if I'm playing this single player and it's got like good soundtrack. You know, I'm vibing out. I'm just collecting my mm. bad things. But I'm like, in co-op, is it going to be as fun? Like, am I, like, what? Are... Is it going to be as much of a vibe? It's not really a vibe, you know. Someone? It feels like yeah. more of a singular experience. But either way, it looks, again, hashtag, I, I'm going QD certified on this one. I just don't. I, I feel like I need to get hands on, you know. I, I need to get hands on. Look forward to the official ruling on whether it's a QD game. Yeah. So it's coming to PS5, PS4, Xbox, XX, Xbox One, PC, and it'll be on Game Pass. Uh, and Hohokum, which was a PlayStation exclusive game, is now available on PC. Um, that's out now. I did play this, but I never actually liked it. So if it's similar to that, maybe I won't like the other game. But I mean, I didn't like hate it. I just like it wasn't my type of vibe. But similar thing. It's just a vibe. It's a vibe. Uh, then we got a trailer for a game that doesn't have a title or anything. It's just like, hey, uh, Kita Takahashi, I think that's how you say it. Uh, the dude who did yep. Katamari Damacy, uh, he's making a game. Get yep. excited. It's about a boy and his dog. Yeah. I'm down. I mean, I like dogs. I like the boy. I like the art style. I don't know. Yep. Look like I hope it I hope it comes out and it's called three question marks. Yeah. I hope so too. I mean, honestly, I feel like they would do that, so well he would, so. Uh so. then we got the Lost Wild. I this was probably my favorite thing I actually saw in the whole thing, to be honest. Because this I could fully grasp. This is like, this, uh, you know, this thing, not to <laughs> this say. This I could understand. <laughs> not to say. It I'm was a simple concept to me. I mean, look. You play as a person you know, who's about to get in by dinosaurs. Let me, let me also say, I think the other thing is that I got really into dinosaurs this year, right? So I really enjoyed on the What Do You Want to Watch podcast feed. Really enjoyed watching Jurassic Park movies in the lead up. Loved Jurassic, all of them, right? Jurassic Park Jurassic Dominion. World Dominion. Jurassic World Dominion, which was a shit movie and let me down. But I'm no still cult. still being really happy with dinosaurs this year. So I, I I I'm I'm down for a dinosaur game, which this is. It wasn't the dinosaurs fault. Yeah, it wasn't dinosaurs fault. It was a it was a it was the writer. So um I'm just being I mean it's true. So uh anyway, Gloss Wild is a this looks like to me a uh as the kids like to call a walking sim or whatever we call it. Like to me, they're just like narrative, narrative games, right? But that's what it looks like to me. It looks like it's in that genre, but dinosaurs. It doesn't look like a survival horror game. It doesn't look like anything like that. To me, it looks like it's a narrative-based, like, walking game, but there's dinosaurs. So, to, like, Firewatch, uh, anything like that. Firewatch, Gone Home, whatever else. What Remains of Edith Fish. Any of those sort of genres, those, whatever that genre is. It looks like this. That's what I think this is. I don't think this is a survival horror game. You're going Dylan. It looks like survival horror to me. I'm saying it's not. Dylan, there's dinosaurs that are going to try and kill you. I Sorry? don't feel like that walking sim, you know, it quite fits that 
uh, genre. Why not? Because they're trying to kill you. If it's given a horror vibe, it's not a horror. It's a horror game. So you're telling me yeah, you're not going to play this? Maybe. Not likely. You don't like dinosaurs? I like dinosaurs. But, you know, I don't like dinosaurs attacking. <laughs> well, Ash, I had spoiled I, I don't like them attacking them me attack in the dark. You. I don't like them attacking me in the dark when I don't have a weapon for them. None of them were attacking you in the dark in the trial. They were attacking you clearly in the day. Front what? Off. It was like, okay. It was, it was you know, darkish, raining. Yeah. It's clearly nighttime at the end. Yeah, it's nighttime then. But they're also like out in the wild. You're like out in the open. You're not like in the corridor. They like the flare here. They do the whole Jurassic Park thing. You know. I think it looked cool. I, I liked it. I, I think it, it looks cool. cool. It looks pretty but, too, yeah. like graphically, like high density forestry and whatever else. It, so. It's the most realistic thing from Anapelt I've ever seen. Other than dinosaurs not being around anymore. <laughs> Super realistic. But still, even with that, it's still the most realistic <laughs> thing. So. Yeah. It's more realistic than the plot of 12 minutes, that's for sure. Um, I, mean, I think we're having like a dinosaur rant in Renaissance, right? I don't know. Did dinosaurs ever die? I mean, like... <laughs> <laughs> I realized as I said it, I was like... <laughs> 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 you know, Did like interesting dinosaurs ever go away. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I know dinosaurs Which, didn't. I know. Dinos- I'm not asking if the Earth's flat and dinosaurs die. You know, like I'm saying, the dinosaurs as a pop culture thing ever die. What a what time? Anyway, that's everything. Um, lots of cool stuff. I want to go back and watch the, the stuff you were talking about before, like that video, and then the rest of the, the developer stuff. So I'll probably watch that a bit later. But, yeah, that's um, cool. Overall, a bunch of cool trailers, a bunch of stuff uh, to put on your, your wish list. A bunch of it's not coming until next year, though, so. Majority of it's not coming until next year. Yeah. Marvel Snap update. Marvel Snap. How are you going? What are your decks at? What's your you rank? Hand, right? How are we going? Well, let me have a look. Yeah. So, uh... Because I know we've rank- both, both been going ham still. Yes, my rank is 42. All right. My I got collection up to score four, is I got up to I got up to 49. I dropped yep. all the way down to 37. Can we, can we just right off the top? Yeah. Last week, we talked about Pokemon Snap. Kieran's yeah. all on here. Oh, it's super easy. It's all bots. Beating oh, everybody yeah. all is the time. Pokemon Snap? What you do is you just snap straight away. Yeah, don't do that. Can I, I'd like Literally to two minutes after we finish recording, he's like, damn, this is bad. I Maybe lost like I three of these snapped. in a row. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like I'm going to miss. So the reason I keep dropping and going up too far is I'm I'm not snapping too early, but I'm really bad for like getting right to that last, you know, turn six out six. And like, it's like, got him. I could back out or I could continue. And I'm like, if he plays that over there, I'm good. But if he plays it over here, and I'm assuming he's got that card because I'm at the stage now where I kind of know like the what meta, cars? quote unquote meta. Um, I'm like, I'm good. And nearly every time they play exactly where they need to win and not where like, I'm like, fuck. And look, it's not even like a skill thing because there is an element of like, you know, like 
literally if they played it there or like there's no reason like, it, like it's just no, a flip yeah. of the coin and i'm getting yeah. fucked every time so <laughs> but i'm just like no nah, i'm all in fucking yolo damn it i lost but yeah so i've got i've i've dropped up and down so many times and that was after like a few days ago i asked you about this and um i said at the time i was at like the highest i got to is like 45 or something and i dropped back down to 39 or whatever and i got back up to 49 and now i dropped back down to 37 anyway i'm back to 41 now or something so i'm yeah i'm, I'm having the time of my life up down up down up down over here yeah you know, in the 40s <laughs> a lot of fun uh what's your what's your what's your deck what's your what's your deck tech I mean, my, my main deck that I've been using is just like the basic one with a couple of augments based on what missions I had to complete. Mm. Uh, but I've currently got one that's like based around destroying cards because I had like a destroying mm. cards one with like Carnage and using like Wolverine yep. who's like got the abilities every time he gets destroyed, you know, yep. he just pops up somewhere else and that kind of stuff. So yeah. Yes, just, I-, I haven't gone deep and like gone like, how should I build something out? Like, I don't know. I think if you if you want to build a deck, you need to like pick a very select number of cards and like build it from. Well, the pr- the problem is if you want to build a deck in this game, there's no way to, for you to even if you wanted to to pay and get the cards you want. So there That's is an true. element of like most of my decks, I know there's cards that I would like for them, and I've had to fill those spots of other things. Like I've seen the cards, I've seen people play them against me and stuff, but I'm like I don't know I mean, when I'll really when or life, if right? I'll get those cards. So you just you sort of have to make do i feel like as long as you've got like the core pieces for like the idea of the deck you can sort of fill stuff so i've got one two three four i've got five decks so i've named them all i've got mid-range i've got carnage which is very similar to obviously what you're just talking about i've got movement control question mark question mark question mark and then the collector which is the one i've been playing the most of uh at the moment which is really good a lot of a lot of fun i'm having with this one but yeah, so like my Carnage one, which I did play for a bit too. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I'll just try and play this. Or so- some nights I'm like losing terror, like I'm losing a bunch of a deck. I'm like, what the fuck? And I just switch and then I start winning. So like, I don't know if I'm mm. getting lots of opponents who the decks just beat me or something like that. But um, yeah, so like my Carnage one, it's like um, Squirrel Girl, Nova. Have you got Nova? Yeah. Yeah, because Nova's like a key piece, I feel. Plus one's everything when it dies. Carnage, obviously, is the main piece. Wolverine's the main piece. Um, and then Lady Sif. Do you have Lady Sif? Yes. Yeah, and then you chuck in Apocalypse. Yep. Yeah, and then because the, Apocalypse, really good, but also, uh, worst case scenario, if you Lady Sif, your Wolverine, Wolverine comes into play still, even if you, you discard him. Um, mm-hmm. And then I've also got uh, Deathlock in here. Yes. Destroy every other card, do that, um, stuff like that. And then my other, like the collector one I've been playing a bunch of recently, last couple of days, is, so it's all built around, the two main mechanics are, A, the collector, which if you don't know, is, is when a card enters your hand from anywhere except your deck, he gets plus two. So mm. there's a bunch of cards in the deck that can cause that, include stuff like Agent 13, on reveal, add a random card to your hand, so he gets plus two. Um, what else is a cable? Put the bottom card of your opponent's deck into your hand, plus two. Um, Sentinel, which you have right from the start. I think everyone has mm. Sentinels, but yep. Sentinels, you get a copy back to your hand that counts, plus two. So you can just play that over and over. Um, and then the other thing is, oh, fuck, I just took it out of my deck by accident. Um, what the fuck is it called? Hold on. <laughs> I just actually took it over. Uh, Devil Dinosaur. So Devil Dinosaur is yes. plus two for each card in your hand. Um, yep. 
So then the idea is obviously you're playing cards to feed the collector, but also all those cards keep cards in your hand, um, which is really good. And then Moon Girl is also really good for this because she du uh, duplicates your hand. And all of those count as triggers for the collector and increase your the cards in your hand, which help increase Devil, uh, Devil Dinosaur. And there's nothing like playing a Moon Girl with a Devil Dinosaur in your hand on turn four. And then f turn five, just having a fuck ton of hands, uh, cards. Turn five, putting <laughs> a dinosaur somewhere. It's like fucking 14, 14, you know, 14 power. And then next turn, you just put another Devil Dinosaur somewhere else. <laughs> like, you know, and it's like, <laughs> damn, that's, a, <laughs> that's some power. So, um, that one's quite fun. The control one I was fucking around with. I definitely don't have all the cards I need for it. This, I was trying to play around with cards that either kill things or like lock lanes down. So the main one was, um, Professor X, because I got, I finally pulled Professor X, um, which is lock down this location. Cards can't be added, removed, or destroyed. So then I was just trying to add a bunch of cards in here that, uh, do similar sort of stuff like Enhantra, Enhantra, Enchantress, which, re uh, removes abilities from all ongoing cards at this location. Um, Cosmo on reveal abilities won't happen at this location. Um, and then like having Vatu the watcher in there so he can see stuff. Um, and then Sunspot. Have you seen Spot Sunspot? Sunspot's really good. No, I um, don't. Sunspot is a one cost, one cost, one, one, but at the end of each turn, gain plus one power for each unspent energy. So that's, so anyway, I was trying to like make some slower playing quite, that's why I was like control. All the terms I'm using are like magic the gathering, like terminology and okay. stuff, but, but like controls like, you know, counter spells and kill spells and stuff. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, what, what was you saying at the start of the show? Like, we, so we are all really enjoying this game, playing a bunch of it. What was the thing? Are we not supposed to like it anymore? What's the, you had a jab at the start of the show, a joke. We're not supposed to like no, it. No, I was just making fun of Dylan, uh, Kieran for saying, <laughs> saying, we're, you know, saying you should snap all the time because it's easy to get ranked so quickly. Oh, right. That's right. Yeah. But no, no now there's a bunch of players. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. Now you they make smart decisions. That's the difference. Get, I now. mean, you can snap every turn for, for the first like 10, 20 levels or whatever ranks. Yeah. Especially if you're versing bots. But uh, at a certain stage, you start versing real players. <laughs> and <You're> um, <laughs> yeah, you actually have to use uh, your skill. Um, or yeah. and me, who I'm very terrible at gambling, and be. I take a risk. The thing I need to get better at is just being like. I should probably just lose the two points here or the four points here and back out instead of being like, nah, I reckon I risk it. <laughs> like, cause I'm always like, this. I'll risk it and it never pays <laughs> off. Like, or maybe like hard, like less enough for the time it fucking pays off. So, yeah. um, but no, having a lot of fun with the game still. Um, it's really good. I, I think the other local. thing is, is trying yeah. to figure out the balance of the power, like how many ones, how many twos should you have? Well, the, the other many. thing is, so when I was, when I first was building the decks, I was like, I need, like, oh, need to make sure I'm playing something every turn because there's only six turns in the game. So it makes you yeah. feel like you always have to play a card every turn. And mm. now I'm at the stage where don't need to actually. Like you can quite often, I'm like, so let's say I have a one mana costing card in my hand, like, um, uh, you know, Electra kills one mana costing things. Yes. And when I was playing, when I was starting the game, I was just sticking that down, random location trying to predict where the enemy would put theirs and just hoping for the kill. And now I'm like, no, I'll just wait. Like, what? why risk we'll it? Well, I can literally just wait till turn two, especially if I look on my hand and go, well, what's the worst case scenario? Like, if they play something, I can either next turn decide to play something for two, or if I hate what they've played, 
and I want to actually kill it, I'll just mm. kill it. You know, like because quite often you don't actually need to to yeah. I mean, depending on how you, your deck's built, but that's the one yeah. thing I think I realize is you don't have. I know six turns seems like not many, not which it lot. isn't, but you don't actually have to play a card every single turn. You can miss like. I mean, I've I've been played stuff for like three by by turn three, and I've still won. You know, I've skipped, yep. I've skipped. Sometimes I've I've played that sunspot and that control deck I was trying to build, where I've played uh, sunspot turn one, turn two's rolled around. I've gone, nah, can't be fucked playing anything. So he just gets plus two. Turn three's rolled around. I'm like, nah, I'll just hold on to this. He plus threes, and then on turn four, five, and six, I've dropped like bangers in different lanes, and he's already got a bunch of like he's powered up, and that's one with the game. So I, it just depends on what your deck is, yeah. I guess. Like, there's decks you could create literally built around emptying your hand, you know, with um, what's yeah. McCall that gets plus strong six man. or whatever. Yeah, strongman uh, plus six for emptying hand. So that's obviously a deck where every turn you want to be playing and using you every single cards, energy yeah. you have. So yeah, I, I definitely feel like I've seen some articles complaining there's not enough versatility with the six turns and decks and stuff. I would disagree. I feel like. At least I have what? How many decks did I say? Like five. They're all very right. different types of decks, and that's mm. the game's still in beta and everything. Like, and people are still working out mechanics and whatever else. I mean, and they're all played very differently. Like, I've got the the movement deck, which is built around uh, like moving, either having cards move themselves or causing the move. And when that deck goes off, it is hilarious to watch stuff happen. So that's um, that's with the the key card being Heimerdale. Have you got Hyman? No. So Heimerdahl is, I think he's a five cost, uh, but he's like a f- eight power, I think. But when you play him, he moves every other single card that you have one location to the left. So, but there are a bunch of cards that have trigger effects when they move. So especially um, Duplicate Man. So I think that's what it's called. Uh, which is a three power for two, I think. But when that moves, it leaves a copy of itself where you left it. And then there's the other things that the uh, old mate who will like kick things to the left when you play it. So sometimes on turn three, I don't play... I can't remember what that card's called. Hold on, let me just open the game again. Give my Marvel Snap yeah. uh, deck text while we're doing here. Where is it? Uh, movement. What is the card called? Oh, it's just Iron Fist, right? So Iron Fist costs one. On reveal, move the next card. You play one location to the left. So if I have that lightning hand, I'm not going to play it. Especially if I have in my hand as well, lightning hand, multiple man, which is when this moves, add one copy to old location. So I'd rather wait till potentially turn three to be able to drop them in one or, or, or play Iron Fist turn two. We'll see what I draw. You know, like there's times. Anyway, so that deck is like you've got Craven when a card moves here. Craven gets plus two power. Um, Doctor Strange, move your highest power cards to this location. Um, Vision, which is, uh, you can just move. There's some really good ones I don't have to, that I've seen other people play, like Vulture. When Vulture moves, he gets plus five. Yeah, plus five, yeah. Yeah, so that's one I really want in the deck. Um, I haven't got that yet, though. But yeah, Heimerdale is a, no, it's a six cost, six cost, eight, on reveal, move your other cards, one location, location to the left. But I've, some matches, if I get all the right cards and all the right triggers, and at the moment they've also had the location, um, what's my call, the, the gate, whatever fucking thing, uh, as one of the featured locations, that on turn four, every card moves one moves location one to the to right. The right yeah. So playing this deck's been really good because it has lots of things mm. that get positives off that, which is the other thing I've realized. 
featured location and picking your deck based on what the featured location is that's probably going to come up more often is also something I feel like uh, would be a good idea to pay attention to. Like, what of your decks is probably going to help you get more wins based on the featured location? So I was playing this a bunch because of that, and I was getting a bunch of triggers, and I was having multiple men bloody duplicating left, right, and center, triggering all these other things, plusing, plusing Craven. And then you fuck with people too, because you've got all the lanes set up, right? And they think that coming into turn six, your opponent's like, all right, this is where everything is. You drop Heimerdale, next second, your entire board changes, and you're leaving back copies of cards, triggers are going off. Oh, it's, it's good shit. Love it. Anyway, so I've been, re- yeah, I've been really enjoying the game. I think it's really good. Obviously, you're really yeah. enjoying it too. Any complaints? Like, do we have uh no not really just you know the general anger of occasionally like losing because of like fucked up locations and that kind of stuff yeah or like some random card that you've never seen before that you didn't think of Um, i really appreciate the fact it still brings up even today i had like a card pop up i hadn't seen before and i was like fuck surely i've seen everything by now but no but i love how it pops up large on the screen it's like you haven't seen this card before i just had a match uh where there there was a location that it does uh doubles your on reveals yeah someone just dropped a scorpion on that so that's minus minus one one card in your hand yeah yeah on the on reveal so that's minus two from every single card yeah yeah at that point you just give up i feel yeah like (laughs) like at that point just just give up like you're like (laughs) fuck this game like there's a degree of there is a degree of randomness to the locations and not knowing what they are but I mean, if you saw that one I tweeted the other day, and I've seen that I've seen that once, and that's it. Um, yep. Whatever it was, World Destroyer, or whatever. Like first location, turn World one, Destroy. I play a card. Like whatever goes to location two, World Destroyer, destroy other locations. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> what the fuck? Like we're just playing one lane now, and like he had better cards, like more powerful cards. The opponent had. Like I, I tried playing it out, but I dro- dropped something. It's like two. He's, you know, they're, they're dropping. Especially something if you put it in that middle lane, like you're avoiding the first one. I think yeah. one one match I played, like first lane was like if you put a card here, you get three rocks put in your, your yeah, deck. That, yeah. So Which like, you just oh, I'll just put it in the next one. Next yeah. one, only one card is allowed in this location. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I put like a two. Yeah, there's two a risk card reward yep. to uh like putting them in empty spots. Yeah. Um, I've tried to bait people to into bad spots with um when I have the watcher in, in my opening hand, so I can you can see all the, the you can click on the locations and it tells you what they what each one does. Um, and I've tried to then bait them by putting the watcher into a shitty spot to see if they'll then place like if the third location is shit, I'll put the watcher mm-hmm. there to see if someone follows suit and goes oh. He's seen what they do, so this one must be okay. And then boom, it's shit. Like it's some like tr- rock trash or some shit. <laughs> everything you know, like, destroyed. <laughs> everything destroyed. Yeah, get get fucked. So yeah. Um, the other thing we played a little bit of over on Twitch.tv slash Explosion Network uh, this past week, Pokemon Unite, uh, one year anniversary. A, how crazy is it that the game's a year old? How old did you think it was? At least two, maybe three. <laughs> Yeah, well, I hate to tell you, but it's only just turned one. <laughs> I only you know, came like out that was ago. beginning of pandemic, I think. Huh? Right. That's when it was probably announced. No, because so. I feel like it was announced and like they put it out pretty quick. Yeah, relatively, I guess. But um, maybe there was like it, an early beta version. 
Maybe like early access until it like dropped on mobile. You know, could have been. that would explain it. Maybe. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, Pokemon Mobile. In case anyone's forgot what the game is, I guess. Yeah. Sort of, um, how do you how do you feel playing? Uh, we played like a couple of hours. Yeah, it's fun. You know, there's like way too much stuff and currencies that I don't understand anymore. Like yeah. obviously the meta has completely changed, and like there's all these boosters and emblems and. Uh, so many like daily challenges it's like it's like i would imagine it's more of a mobile game now than a switch game i can't imagine playing that on mobile though yeah it kind of it very much sucks with like the touch screens and yeah i was like how the fuck do you play that on mobile like- yeah i will say i don't know why this isn't on pc i don't know nintendo i guess i guess I I don't think there's anybody like any Nintendo title on a PC. No, I can't. That's I feel like one. that would be a good spot for this. Um, but yeah, it's it's a good time. It's pretty simple. Um, you know, when we won, it's because we were doing all the good things right, and then like whenever we lost, it's because all our teammates sucked. Which is exactly you know, like how movers work. Yes. Yeah. Exactly how <laughs> movers work. Um. Yeah. I mean, I was having some fun with it. I mean, the reason we ended up streaming is because I. Uh, like the Pokemon Unite, I saw the story like one year. I was like, oh yeah, like maybe I'll just like turn the game on and uh, I'll just check it out. Maybe play it, play one game, one two games, see if anything's changed. And then I played one. I played two games. Uh, what night did we stream? Wednesday. 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 See, I played two nights Tuesday, two games Tuesday night then uh, randomly, and then I stopped and I was like, fuck it, I might actually play some more of this t- tomorrow night on stream just randomly. But, uh, but yeah, I was having I was having fun. Like it's really good. There is like an element I also feel to the whole like the matches being 10 minutes that mm. like compared to league of legends where matches can go for 20 minutes minimum or like Wait, over an hour, hour, like forever. And you're like, Oh my God. Yep. And then you lose and you're like, fuck, I just wasted an hour to lose. Like that sucks. Whereas like Pokemon is at least it's like 10 minutes to win 10 minutes to loss. At least 10 minutes for a loss isn't the end of the world. You know, no. you're back into another game. Like <laughs> in, you know, I feel like the elements of like banking points, like is, you can still you can be killed a bunch of times, but you can still turn around. I guess. Yeah. That Zapdos is like kill, like yeah. Key. We we learned pretty quickly that people who are focusing more on killing the or trying to get kills instead of actually banking points to destroy the like win the game, do the objective. Uh, if you, it doesn't matter how many times they're killing you, if they're not doing that, they're not trying to win the game. They won't win it then. Like I yep. don't, you can you could have you could have ten kills to fifty, if you bank the points and they they don't, you'll win. Like, mm-hmm. so that's the thing. Um, yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know. Might still dive into it every now and then. Go for it. I don't know. See how. Do, it goes, do you fill your MOBA itch that you kind of had? Well, I played League of Legends stuff, and I, that was a, okay. the yeah. yeah. That's a whole different. That's a whole different. I played League of Legends and then played Pokemon Unite, so yeah, back on the MOBA, back on the MOBAs, I guess. But the League of Legends is because I've been watching that fucking Paramount Plus TV show Players, um, yes. which we have talked about. What do you want to watch? So, but we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about it again. We'll talk about it because the you said the season starts. finale is coming up. Yep. Was it this week? Next week? It's today. Oh, it's out there now. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm still a few episodes behind because I've been catching up. But Players, I don't think we talked about it here. But Players, in case people want to watch it. Uh, Paramount Plus, it is by the people who done... Don't, no, American um, Vandal. American Vandal. It is a mockumentary. Yeah. Yes. So it's a mockumentary 
based on a fictional, it's like set in a fictional League of Legends team, follows them at like their, their league house thing, whatever you call it, um, esports team house, and like this new younger kid comes in and he like upsets everyone else. I think it's very funny. Ash, who doesn't even like know half the league. And it's, the thing is, a lot of it's League of Legends jargon and lingo. Yeah. Very spot on. I don't think it's done. You know how it's, you know how sometimes when people try to do like nerdy, like, or even like lingo stuff, it comes across cringy. I, so as far as I'm concerned, everything in the show, when they're talking about it, it just sounds right. Like the main character, everything he says comes across cringy because that's the character. But like as far as like people's general league talk or even when they're, filming stuff where they're talking about like filming them at like league like events like tournaments and stuff none of that comes across weird like it all sounds exactly like how it would start yeah. when, when people are talking about characters and st- like in the game and what they're doing and like you have that one episode where they spit it like you pick the dinger i'm like i totally get it like why the <laughs> fuck would you pick the dinger um that, like all, all, all that sort of stuff like it comes across uh legit so uh but ashley doesn't a- again like doesn't really know much about League of Legends apart from that time being here and forcing him to play a little bit. Um you enjoy it and as much as well yeah. not as much, but you've enjoyed this and you've enjoyed a different way, I think because yeah. as someone who has watched like a lot of sports documentaries and that kind of stuff. I can I'm coming from it from that perspective where this mm. is definitely a mockumentary of that kind of a satire yeah. of that genre of television as well as commenting on the League of Legends scene as well. Uh, to the extent where it pulling full on pulling the graphics from The Last Dance. Um, does it with the oh, yeah so that's like a joke the, the, the year you know the <laughs> yeah. how they go back in years yeah does that, that do the same exactly from the last okay, dance, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah okay that's funny though i didn't realize that so yeah uh but no that's worth checking out if you're into something i guess but anyway um they'll do it i think <laughs> i was like what the fuck are we what show are we uh they'll do it for this week's episode of arcade ouch uh make sure you let us know any comments questions concerns uh Whatever else we've been talking about on our Twitters or Discord, explosionhub.com slash Twitter, explosionhub.com slash Discord takes you to either of those locations. If you thought this episode was very good, check out explosionhub.com slash support to donate as well as dollar to help keep the show's lights and website going. Check out the review preview mentioned up the top. Will's review for Endling Extinction is forever and my preview for Roller Drome uh, as well. Of course, will be in the links below in the description, etc., 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 and everything else, explosionhub.com. And until next week, same time, same couch. Goodbye.